Yo, what's up? You are listening to an episode of An Angry Motherfucking Black Woman. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Look how I'm living now. Police be tripping now. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. My area. I got the strap. I gotta carry him. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the band. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is the ending of <laughs> Election Day. And so we're actually recording early in the morning on Wednesday. It's November the 7th, and it is what it is. Ohio has another Republican governor, and my district, (laughs) first district, is still Republican. It still belongs to Steve Shabbat. And so I am here to talk about... One, yes, I did vote for AFTAB. I did support AFTAB. Go AFTAB. I don't know if he'll run again. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, he still does. whole office in Hamilton County. So, it's all good. It is what it is. We'll take this as a learning experience. And we'll actually take this and process this as a learning experience, right? But I'm here to talk about two things. And one is the responsibility of ours to vote. And so... You hear a lot of people going back and forth, a lot of narrative about, oh, it's your right. People die for you to vote if you're black. And, oh, well, I mean, maybe even if you're white, (laughs) too, when you think about, like, the Revolutionary War and the Constitution and just being a patriot and really upholding American culture. And and so I want to talk about black people and voting and not even getting too deep about the history and all of that stuff and, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Like, however you fall, whatever side of the fence you fall on when we talk about black history and voting and being black and voting in America, it matters. You can feel like it doesn't. And in certain arenas, in certain areas, in certain situations, on certain levels, that's granted, it doesn't. But overall, on a local level, your vote matters. And so everything that I went out and voted for in this election, it wasn't a presidential election. It wasn't even our mayoral election. Like, we didn't even have a city council, but we had issues. And then we also had state representatives, and we also had, like, you know, our national representatives that was running the first Senate and Congress. And so it's important To realize that on a local level, your voice matters. Within your community, your voice matters. Within your city, your voice matters. Because we've been taught this narrative in the black community that our votes 
do not matter. And so I know before in the last episode I talked about people just showing up in our communities, getting our votes and and persuading us to vote for them, thinking that they have our best interests in mind and that not necessarily being true. And once they're in office, the follow-up does not show that. There is no follow-up in most cases. And so... You know, we get that, oh, okay, if I do vote, I'm voting for the lesser of two evils. Whatever. Granted, I will grant you that just because of amnesty. You're voting for the lesser of two evils. You can run. I'm in a city where it is, with the right resources, fairly easy to enter the political realm in certain aspects and even, and that and that may be coming from a naive perspective and now I'll say that at at this level where I am and just what I'm looking at and what I'm learning right now. I feel like in Cincinnati, our government, our city government is definitely accessible. County government is accessible on certain levels, especially when it just coming for running. And so I'll say that. And that could be a naive statement. And we know that racism exists and we are dealing with systemic oppression. And so There may be people ready to just counteract that whole concept of, no, it isn't that easy. No, it isn't just an open door. and It it might appear to be that easy, but there's a lot of bureaucracy and red tape and just bias (laughs) and racism that plays a part of that. And that may be true. It is true in a lot of circumstances. I'm not like it doesn't exist. But for the most part, this is a fairly accessible um, government system in our city. And so I am excited to live here. But I'm even more excited when people say, well, I'm voting for the lesser of two evils. And it's like, you can run. And I'm even more excited because our fucking president, Donald Trump. You can feel how you feel about Donald Trump, but literally, like you can Google him. And you can Google the bankruptcies and the failed ventures and just horrible real estate investments. And you can Google a TV show and a persona and branding. You know, and so when you think about, okay, the president, like having this as a president, one for me, for the point I'm trying to make for this podcast is that anything is possible. And if you believe in yourself, you can do whatever. And so anybody can do anything and run for any office. You don't have to vote for the lesser of two evils. You can nominate or vote or nominate and then vote, or you can just run yourself for these positions so that. The lesser of two evils is no longer an option. Someone who gives a fuck and understands and will make changes that helps everyone or at least the majority of people that need that fucking help gets it. You can do that. We're not in a closed system. Although we may be operating in a closed system, I I still have the belief that you can at least attempt to. And, And like I said, I can be very naive at my where I am in my perspective, but that's where I am. And so, like, I feel like it is very accessible. And Donald Trump shows us that you don't have to vote for the lessers of two evils. You, I mean, you literally can vote for the most evil. But you can, you can be whatever you want to be and you can do whatever you want to do. And if you feel like your choices are between the lesser of two evils... You can replace that and you can run yourself or you can put someone in a position that can run that you would actually support. And so, you know, considering that my state is still Republican 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, we just need to run for these offices. And we need to convince the majority of the people that they are really the majority of the people. And they should change what they think about putting themselves in these little boxes and dividing themselves into these sections that aren't really real. And my second point of the podcast is that we are in the 99 percentile, right? <laughs> like we have the one percenters, which isn't even a full one percent. And then you got the rest of us. And before on a previous podcast, I addressed the fact that if you your family cannot handle a five hundred to five thousand dollar crisis, depending on where you are, and your access to credit, that you you are still in need. You need to be thinking about things that fuck race and and fuck your sex and fuck all this other bullshit that that really matters. Like you know, it's not about blue and red and Republican and Democrat. Like it's literally about the ninety nine percent and then the not even one percenters and we have to be serious when we talk about well what does that look like and what does that mean and when we come to a a conclusion of what does that mean it's not a color it's not what we consider economic status at least here in America because it ranges right you can literally not make no money and be in the streets and you can literally not make no money but still bring in income because of government assistance or whatever other type of assistance or income, unearned income that you could have all the way to still making good money, having master degrees and still fucking struggling, (laughs) right? And that's the the big gap that a lot of people don't even want to put themselves in the same category as someone who may not even be that educated or skilled. And you may be very educated and very skilled, but you're still in the fucking same group as a motherfucker that doesn't have any skills and no education. Which shouldn't be a big shock, and we are all human, and that shouldn't even be something that you differentiate yourself upon. But you do, and people do, and even I've been guilty of this, so I'm not going to act like I don't. But we all do, and the reality is we're all still a part of that fucking 99%. And that is the labor force, the labor fucking workforce. Like this, we don't even understand the fact that we are all in the 99% town, and we are all working, we are all busting our asses off for vacation, for retirement, just to make ends meet, to still be broke, to still be homeless on that whole scale of I'm busting my ass just to still be homeless versus I'm busting my ass to get this fucking thousand dollar bonus and this super vacation is going to be so awesome. Like, I mean, we are all still in the same group and we refuse to acknowledge that. And once we do, we realize like we are all working. This is all the labor force and we are the majority and we need to think about the things that we need to be supported and we need to be sustainable and that we need to thrive for ourselves and our families and our dependents and and everyone around us versus the bullshit reality that we live in. Like, oh, I'm better than you because I have my master's. No, well, you're still living check to check. Masters and all, and you're in debt, so it doesn't even matter how much you make because you still got to pay off how much you paid to go to school for. And it's ridiculous because at the end of the day, do you even make enough money 
to justify the amount of debt that you now have because of your degree versus you work every day full time and you still can't afford to have a roof over your head and for your children, but you go to work every day and you still got to live with somebody else and you pretty much make decent money because it's not even like you quote unquote work in a restaurant or an entry level job. Like you got a pretty decent job, but you still can't get a fucking house. You can't afford to live in your own apartment. This this is real life struggle right now. People are working full time. And what we would say, job. Oh, no, she has a good job. Oh, no, he has a good job. But they still can't even put a roof over their head. And so there may be a cross-section of both of these issues. There may be a cross-section of the black people that need to get out and vote. That are still in this 99 percentile. And uh, I laugh because yeah, there's a lot of us, right? Those black people that need to go vote. That's in this 99 percentile. And, and and just people that's in this 99 fucking percentile. Because it's literally 99 fucking percent. Which means it's most of us. And we need to realize that most of us are working to get by. To go on vacation. To make ends meet. To just feed our kids. To just fucking live. And we all need to be supported and be sustainable. Damn it, if you're willing to wake up every day and show up at work and be there on time. Or even kind of late. Because shit is fucked up and life happens. And and sometimes shit just ain't, ain't together. Sometimes there are barriers that they just don't have resources for. And your shit just ain't together. But you still show up to work and you work as hard as you can. Like, you know what I mean? Until the other barriers can be addressed, you still deserve a sustainable wage. You still deserve to be able to provide for your family. If you're going to get up every day and fucking show up to work, you deserve to make a living that will support you. Isn't that what the American dream is all about? Pulling yourself up from the bootstraps? Like, it's so crazy that we push this idea, but we keep... Passing out boots that don't even got fucking bootstraps. Yeah, pull yourself up by those bootstrapless boots looking. But we're going to say pull yourself up by the bootstraps. We don't give you none of them. This is ridiculous. The concept that we are pushing is just fucking ridiculous. And so we need to change this whole blue, this whole red. And I think it's funny that... Crips and Bloods are blue and red, and Democrats and Republicans are blue and red. It's like we game banging on so many levels because we have to keep thinking of ways to divide ourselves before we unify. It's like red against blue. Like, even in our body, like, what the fuck? They work together. Red and blue works together in our body, right? Because your blood is blue before it gets the oxygen. And then it's red after you get the oxygen. Which is why when you bleed, you bleed red. But veins and arteries are different colors because they're blue and red. Do not get me to differentiate between which one is blue and which one is red. And which one is vein and which one is artery. But they're different. Ask a doctor. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm like, but you bleed fucking red. But supposedly your blood is like blue before it's oxygenated, which is why your veins look blue in your body, right? They definitely aren't red. They look like black purplish. And black people are blue and like white people. 
or some weird variation between red and blue. In our own bodies, red and blue work together in a cohesive unit. But it, in the reality in which we live in, they're fighting against each other. This is conflict. It doesn't make sense. Like, that don't even make sense. Like, it doesn't make sense. If we think about all the Democrats and all the Republicans. <clears throat> okay, not the people in office. <laughs> because they, they might fall closer to that 1%. Then the regular labor force does. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're a surgeon. Like, you still work every day, right? Well, if you really work, kind of work. Like, you like you can't be like, I'm plastic surgeon who does one surgery every other month and get thousands and thousands and thousands. Like, no, like, seriously. Like, the labor force. Like, the people that go to work every day because they ain't really got no choice and they gotta go to work every day. Because somebody depends on them. If it isn't their financial need for them to go to work, it's the demand in which the area they work creates. So they got to show up. And if they kind of sick or feeling under the weather, they got to show up. Because somebody needs them to be at work. This job has to be done. That's, that's real life dedication. Those are the people... They need to be united. Those are the people that need to stop seeing red and blue. Those are the people that need to stop thinking Democrat or Republican. Those are the people that need to start thinking, what the fuck? I get up and go to work every day. And so does this other person. We have a lot in common. Even if they from the hood. Even if they dealing with substance abuse. Like, right, like the opioid epidemic is so real. Motherfuckers been dependent on substances before opioids. Even the people that's dealing with opioids. So let's just get that out the way, right? Like, let's address the elephant in the room. But, no, that's really not what we're doing. Because it's really not the, the elephant. But back to my first topic. Like, I definitely do hold... The black community is accountable. Like, we have to stop believing the narrative that our vote doesn't matter. That's bullshit. That's what they started telling us after they stopped fucking killing us to fucking vote. And that's real. After they stopped beating you. After they can no longer, by law, make up stupid bullshit rules and barriers to prevent you from voting. Let's start this narrative that your vote doesn't matter. Yes, the fuck it does. It does. And I am 100% convinced that the fact that we believe our vote doesn't matter derives from some bullshit propaganda to convince us that it doesn't. And not the fact that it really don't. Because it does. And when you get the fuck up and you vote on a local level, you can impact what the hell happens in your community. And you can impact what happens in your city. Why? Because this is a democracy. And voting fucking matters. It does. If we all got up and voted, 
we can make a difference. And we keep thinking that we can't. And we keep, we don't even, even me, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of these things, so I'm not pointing fingers. Because if you point one finger, guess what? There's three more pointing back to you because usually your thumb is facing the same way the other finger is. So I hate when people say you point one finger is four. No, it's not four. It's three. But anyway, I, myself, I don't inform myself about the elections. I don't really get involved. I don't know what's going on. And it's our responsibility to learn and to know. Because as long as we're ignorant and we don't know, motherfucker could put anything on a ballot if they follow the rules and get the signatures. Like, and then you just show up that day like, um, yeah, I think this is right because I don't even know what the fuck they saying after I read this shit three times. I'm confused. Come on now. Like, like we have to own up. We have to own up to the things that we are not doing correctly and make a difference and make a change. And the first thing is this whole disbelief that our voting is insignificant. And so I am here to tell everyone that it does matter. Your vote matters. You got to get out of vote. You matter. You can make a difference by voting and then getting active. And then if you don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils, then God damn it, you vote or you convince someone to run that you can vote for because that is still your responsibility because it is your responsibility. Motherfucker ain't going to save you. You need to make the decisions to save yourself. And that's my opinion on that. But that brings me to my final point before I wrap up tonight's show. And it's the third point of the show. If you've been paying attention, I've been a little more focused. So I'm proud of myself. I stayed on topic. I didn't go too far off in tangents. But the last point it is. Like, yes, the black communities need to be more intentional about their voting and they need to realize the importance of their vote and they need to become engaged and active in the civic process. And two, as a community, we need to realize that the 99% is the majority and most of us are fucking struggling on one level or another to provide and make ends meet and to be successful and thrive. And we need to unite upon that. We need to unite around the labor force. We need to unite around laborers because the people who are working deserve sustainable wages. They deserve the right to live a decent life. And we all need to just accept that because we all are in the 99% except for the 1%. That's, the majority of us are. So that's the that's the second point of this podcast. But the third point, which I would like to say will be a reoccurring point that I bring up as an angry motherfucking black woman, will be that being an angry motherfucking black woman is totally valid and totally significant and totally justifiable. But... We can no longer be bystanders in this life. In our realities that we all live independently and singularly and together and interwoven. We can no longer be those passive bystanders. It is time for all of us to engage. 
It is time for all of us to become active. I am calling out the white people who aren't racist, who believe in equity, who believe in equality, who believe in fairness and justice, to no longer be silent. I had a conversation tonight with someone, a really good friend of mine, who is white, and they told me that it hurts their feelings when they're told that, quote, unquote, this isn't your fight. Sit back. Be quiet. This isn't for you. It is their fight. It's everyone's fight to fight for what's right. It's everyone's fight to fight for justice. It's everyone's fight to fight for equality. We don't tell people that it isn't their fight to fight with people with different abilities or people living with disabilities or however you feel like you might identify anyone that is differently abled than you. We don't we don't say that. <laughs> oh, this isn't your fight. You cannot fight for this autistic child because you're not autistic. We don't say that shit. <clears throat> we don't tell people that. So why are we telling white people or non-black or people of African or slave descent? We want to get real specific that this isn't their fight when we're talking about civil rights and human rights and fucking justices. It is ridiculous and I am upset about that and I do not support that. If you have the audacity to tell someone that something isn't their fight and they are taking their time to stand up for something that might not even personally affect them, you're crazy. This bullshit. You are wrong. And they are awesome. To stand up for something that you could ignore and have the same outcomes as is awesome. We need allies. We need allies on all fronts. It's just isn't, oh, black people need white allies. People who are cognitively challenged need advocates and allies to support them. And so we look at that any differently because they're different, but the people that supporting them might not be the same as them. So that's an issue because they're supporting them and they go, oh, no, you shouldn't support them. They can support them. Blah, blah, blah. Like this bullshit, right? And so I, I transfer those feelings and those sentiments to the same way I feel about having non-colored, non-African descent, non-slave descent allies Fight the fight for civil rights and for equity and for justice and for peace and just for fucking humanity. Not just in this country, in the United States, but throughout the world. It is their fight. It's everyone's fight. You can no longer be passive. You can no longer be a bystander. You can't just sit around and do nothing while the world continually, excuse me, continuously plays the same sad song of oppression and murder and rape and torture 
of people just because they're people. And so I accept our allies. I'm all friends for all fights. <clears throat> for justice, for humanity, for people, for civil rights, for everyone, for the 99%. And even part of the not 99%, the less than 1%, all of those people are horrible people. Maybe none of them are really horrible people. They just happen to have all of the money, right? Like, I can even be that naive to say that maybe they aren't all horrible. But the fact that our systems continuously plays out for the 1% to maintain the, the majority of the wealth is a problem when we are all fighting for sustainability. Everyone just wants to be able to thrive and survive. And we should all unite around that fact. I mean, it's 99% of us that should all unite around that fact. It's simple math. There should be no more red. There should be no more blue. It should be the 99%. And so I challenge you to see past the black skin, past the white skin, past the red, past the blue. Feel creepy? See past all of that. You out here banging? Nah. And then if you're just a person that's voting, see past Democrat and Republican. Because at this point, we are all in the 99%. And I'm going to say all because the majority of everybody that's here this is in the 99%. Like, we got to change. We got to unite. We have to be sustainable. And the only way we can do that is if we all fight for our own sustainability. And so, on that note, I bid you all goodwill. I mean, farewell. Good night.
Another episode of An Angry Motherfucking Black Woman. Thanks for tuning in.